0: It reminded me that meeting passionate people who are experts in their field and getting to know them and getting to tell their stories, what an honor and a pleasure that is for me. And this assignment also reminded me that I will continue doing everything I can to stay on this path so I can have experiences like this in my life. Welcome to the Genius Women Podcast, I'm your host, Yulia Denisov, an award-winning travel photographer and writer with work in some incredible publications like National Geographic, Farm Magazine, and more. And this year, you'll see my name in places like Condé Nast Traveler. I'm on a mission to help other women who want to grow their travel storytelling careers go after their dreams while feeling supported, worthy, and bold. If you're ready to ditch your fear and doubt to the side, step into your brilliance, and take action on your dreams, you're in the right place. Let's go! I have a very special episode to share with you, dear listeners. This episode is a new experiment we're trying out on the podcast, and I'm excited to see how it goes. So if this format intrigues you, and if you find it helpful, be sure to let me know either on Instagram, on Facebook, or in a review. This episode was recorded in a span of several weeks to document my process of before, during and after an assignment. A couple of weeks ago, I went on assignment to San Luis Obispo in California with National Geographic Traveler. Here is the story. In a few days, I'm heading out to California and it's my first time going on assignment in more than a year. I approached National Geographic Traveler with the story in mind some time ago, and I was thrilled when they said yes to the idea I had about a central Californian coast. This is the first time this magazine is officially sending me on assignment, and it's a special moment indeed. Usually, we pitch stories to publications after our trips occur, and that's what I recommend to anyone who is starting a new relationship with a new publication. In this case, however, since I already have a good working relationship with that team, they know my work, we've done several projects together, I felt that it would be okay to approach them before the trip occurs to see if they'd be interested in the idea I have. And if you do that, make sure you have a really crisp understanding of what you're proposing before your travels start. And that comes from doing a lot of research, having a good understanding of the types of stories that you like to tell and that the magazine likes to publish. And of course, experience, right? As you do this work more and more, you become more skilled at formulating crisp ideas before you go on a trip. But back to my assignment. So in a few days, I'm getting out there and there are several emotions that I'm registering at the moment. First of all, I'm, of course, incredibly excited to get back on the road, and I'm grateful that this is my job, right? To travel to a beautiful place like Central California and tell stories about it for an amazing publication. But second, I also have that voice of doubt that is asking right now, do you still have what it takes to do this after being grounded for so long? And I'm sharing this with you to show you that that voice of doubt never really goes away. It never really goes away. But we can choose not to listen to it and not to give it any power. Or as our wonderful guest from episode 27, Yumi jean Francois, put it, we don't need to feed our doubts. They're well fed already. So here I am, packing my bags, dusting off my camera, and making sure that I'm as well prepared as I can be for this weekend when I touch down in San Luis Obispo. And I can't wait to share this whole process and this whole journey with you. I am at the airport now, waiting to board my flight to San Luis Obispo. I didn't expect to see that many people. That was a little unnerving. But other than that, it's really exciting to be here at the airport and to start this uh, project. I had a quick last-minute uh, check-in with the editor the other night. We went over the chat list, which is a list of all the different image types that I'm planning to shoot uh, on assignment. He had some suggestions to me, which was great. So we're going to try to see if we can fit some more things into the itinerary. And I'm feeling, feeling pretty good, feeling excited and ready to get this project started so i will see you guys in california today is my first full day of shooting I got into California last night and did a couple of small shoots yesterday already. I am standing right now on my balcony and I can see the ocean. I can see the Pacific Ocean right across the road and I can hear it. In fact, I could hear it all night long and it was an amazing feeling to be sleeping next to the ocean. Uh, It's six in the morning right now. I woke up early because my first shoot is uh, happening in about an hour. And it's pretty, pretty exciting. Today is going to be a full day of shooting, uh, running around between different locations. But this moment, this moment right here is reminding me. Why I do this job, why I endure all the uncertainties and all the doubts and all the rejections and everything that comes with it. Because waking up at six in the morning next to the ocean, knowing that I will be doing what I love all day and creating stories that I will be proud of. That is why I do this job. That is why I do this work. and. It's so worth it to me. So, wish me luck and I will check in with you later. So, today was the first full day of shooting, of interviews, of running around this area like crazy. And oh my gosh, I am exhausted right now. I forgot how much physical strain it takes to to do this particularly when you don't have a lot of time and you have to hit a lot of locations and make sure you have a lot of shots i forgot the toll that it makes on your body you know uh, photography is a very physical job you have to squat you have to reach you have to get into all kinds of different poses to get into all kinds of different perspectives it's a very physical, physically demanding uh, job sometimes, and today I spent most of the day with my feet in the water, and the water is not the warmest out here. So now that I'm back in the, in the hotel, I am exhausted. And I'm sure part of it is because um, I haven't done this in a year, over a year, but yeah. It's 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 demanding to be on location, which is why it's also so important to do as much of your research and preparation ahead of time as you can. But the other thing that was that I've noticed today was that my goodness, how I love this job. I've met such incredible people today. I met Spencer Marley, who is the founder of Marley family seaweed tours and they took me he took me around, we foraged for seaweed and he was so knowledgeable and so passionate about seaweed. He told me so much about it today and I learned so much and I love that part of this job. You know, when you get to meet incredible people doing amazing things in the world and how passionate they are about their subject it rubs off on you that energy and that enthusiasm so that was so wonderful today and tomorrow i have another full day of pretty much the same running around trying to get the shot figuring out you know the, the timing the position of the sun, where where is the sun when you need it to be for that for that perfect shot i did that a lot today and and it's a bit difficult when you don't know the location when you're shooting somewhere that you know you sort of know, right, where you need to be at what time, where is the sun for that sunset shot and all of that. But in the new location, much of that is sort of trial and error. You know, if you don't have anyone to show you around and, and tell you, then much of it is trial and error. And that's sort of what I what happened today. I, I I went to one location twice because when I first got there, the sound wasn't quite right. So I had to come back. Um, but it's all in good fun all in good fun. I had a lot of fun today and I'm exhausted now, so I'm going to go to bed. And I will share with you some of my process for tomorrow as well. Okay? See you soon. I don't know if you can hear this, but I am sitting on the balcony just by the beach and the Pacific Ocean is rumbling at my feet and it's an incredible feeling and it's so cool to be sleeping with that rumble hearing that rumble as you fall asleep it's the best feeling in the world today was another very busy day and i just remember thinking how excited i was meeting all these passionate people who knew their subjects incredibly well, and how their passion and their expertise and their dedication to their craft, how it dropped off on me as well, and how it made me feel even more passionate about what I do. And it's just such an incredible feeling. Also, a note to self and to you, dear listeners, to trust your gut to absolutely trust your gut you already know what you're doing so here's a little story i never ever use a tripod i just don't do the types of images that a tripod would be really useful for like nighttime photography like long shutter speeds like light trails i just don't do those kinds of shots you know my style my visual look is is not about that but when i was getting ready for this trip and for this assignment i looked at my tripod that i never use and i was like and i was thinking well all the professional photographers use tripods show so you should really bring one on this trip if you want to Feel like you're a professional. So I packed. My very heavy tripod. And I brought it out here. And. It's been sitting in my rental car. The whole time. I not once took it out. And it's probably going to go back. Into my luggage tomorrow. And it's going to fly back to home. Tomorrow. Without me ever using it. On this trip. And. I should have trusted my gut. I know that I don't use the tripod, so why bring it? But there was that imposter syndrome that was saying, hey, if you want to be like a professional photographer, you should really bring one. So here's another reminder to trust yourself. You already know what you're doing. Okay. A long night, another busy day tomorrow, a final day on this assignment where I still have a lot to do and to see and to document. So I'm going to go rest and go to bed and look forward to sharing my final thoughts from this trip tomorrow. Hey friends, I'm interrupting myself here for a quick second to let you know that I've created a brand new resource just for you. If you're enjoying listening to this podcast and want to start pitching your travel stories, go to GeniusWomen.com pitch to get access to my private pop-up podcast of three short episodes that reveal the secrets of successful pitching. That's GeniusWomen.com P-I-T-C-H. Okay, back to this episode. Today was the last day... Of my assignment and as usually goes on last days things were so hectic I was trying to get everything I needed for the shoots and also tie any loose ends and get in as many last-minute shots as I could of the area so it was just a really hectic day today but now everything is done Everything is wrapped up and I'm sitting on the beach again. I don't know if you can hear it, but the surf is really high this evening. It's crashing. The waves are crashing on the beach and it's just like this constant white noise, this amazing white noise. And I feel incredibly satisfied with how things went. I feel really good about how hard I worked on this assignment and how many things I got to see and all the stories that I'm going to be able to tell because of this assignment. So I feel good. I feel really good. So this morning I uh, went on a hike up a mountain that's in the middle of san luis obispo and a story that happened to me on that hike something that i wanted to share with you because i feel like it it's it is so relevant and so applicable to so many areas of our lives so I did my research before going on this hike and and the reason I'm going I wanted to go on this hike was to catch a certain uh, view of Bishop Peak which is one of the mountains here in San Luis Obispo. So I wanted to catch I wanted to catch the view of that Bishop Peak and I did my research ahead of time and I knew that there is this certain trail that I had to take up to go on this, on the mountain. And there are several trails that sort of are available to take. And as I was following the trail that I needed, I reached a point where it said, you know, there was a a gate there and it said private road, private property. And I stopped for a second and there was a lady there, too, uh, who was also hiking along the same trail as I was. And we sort of both looked at each other. And she told me, I wouldn't go in there if I were you. It's private property. And she sort of turned around and she, she went the other way. And I listened to her, even though I really wanted to keep going. Because I knew this was the trail I needed to get to where I needed to go for the shot uh, that I wanted to take. But I listened to her and I turned around and I went back the other way. But after looking at the map one one more time, I knew that there was no other trail that could take me to where I wanted to go. This was the only trail. So I turned back around again and I went back to that private property sign and that gate. And as I was approaching in the second time, somebody came out from that side from from the side with, with that said private property and I asked them, "Hey, is this okay? Is it okay to, to go in there and to, and to hike up there?" And they said, no, totally, it's totally fine. It's open for for the people so you can you know feel free the gate is open just just go right in. <laughs> and i did i i went right in and a short time later i was at the top where i needed to be and i took the shot that i needed to take and all ended well and I, as i was walking down that mountain i was thinking about what just happened and i felt like that was just so relevant that whole scenario was so relevant to how life is and how our pursuits of you know whatever it is that we want how they are because oftentimes we really believe the first person we encounter when there is an obstacle who says nope don't go there it's a private road I wouldn't go there if I were you and we believe them and we sort of turn around and you know we we never we never reach where we want to go but the thing is that that lady who told me, you know, I wouldn't go there if I were you, she didn't know, right? She never went on that trail. She, she didn't know what she was talking about, actually. And if I listened to her and I just followed her advice, I wouldn't have gotten that shot, and I wouldn't have gotten where I needed to go. So that's what occurred to me, that when we're trying to go somewhere where we want to go, we really need to listen to and believe someone who's been there. Like that second person who emerged from the private property sign and who told me, yeah, it's totally sort of like, okay, just go right in. You know, we, that's, that's what we need to listen to. Not the people who... We're never there. We're trying to go. They're not incredible source for us. And sometimes those people who tell us I wouldn't go there if I were you are our own inner voices, you know. And just I think it's so important to realize that we really have to listen to the people who've gone where we want to go because that makes all the difference. So yes, that was the story that happened to me today, and I wanted to share it with you because I thought it was just so, so relevant. Um, And I am wrapping up the shoot now. Everything is done. All the boxes are checked. I spoke to all the people I needed to speak to, and I took all the shots I needed to take. And gosh, at the end of this, I'm just taking a moment to remind myself how far I've come in the past 5 years how far you don't know how impossible it felt to do what I do now 5 years ago it seemed so out of reach it seemed so impossible and now this is my life this is what I do and tonight i'm just taking a moment to pause and to recognize that and to acknowledge that i've come a really long way and If I could do it, if I could come this long way, then you can do that as well. Okay, so I'm going to get some sleep now because tomorrow it's an early flight out back to Chicago, back to home. But I will speak to you soon. Okay, thank you for listening and following along. So the assignment is now over, and I am recording this back home, resting up after an absolutely crazy week. Going on this assignment really reminded me why I'm in this line of work in the first place, despite all of the challenges associated with it that we often talk on this podcast. It reminded me that meeting passionate people who are experts in their field and getting to know them and getting to tell their stories. What an honor and a pleasure that is for me. And this assignment also reminded me that I will continue doing everything I can to stay on this path so I can have experiences like this in my life. Now that I've had some time to process this assignment and everything that happened, I wanted to share with you some insights that I gathered this time around. As you recall, this was the first in the field assignment for me after over a year of sitting at home, and it was definitely interesting to get back out there and to start doing this work again. So here are some of my thoughts about this assignment first we have to prepare as much as we can ahead of time the schedule this time around was really intense and it usually is intense on assignments that have a short amount of time the schedule is usually always very intense but this time it was extra intense, or perhaps it felt this way to me because, again, I was in a quiet, relaxing environment at home for over a year, and so getting back into it, it felt very intense. Not only did I need to see seven different artisan makers and producers in the span of three days for this assignment, but I also had to shoot a lot of establishing shots, a lot of sceneries, I had to make sure I stopped by by all the iconic places in the area, like hiking up Cerro San Luis mountain that really took a wind out of me for for a whole day. And so there was a lot. There was really a lot for me to do in a short three-day period. And the only way to pull this off and to make sure that you capture everything you need to capture and talk to everybody you need to talk to is to have a really tight itinerary. That you develop ahead of time. And it's to know who you need to talk to, what time you're going to talk to them, do all the logistics and prepare everything ahead of time. That's how you're able to create great stories and capture the material that you need in a very short amount of time. It's preparation. There is no way around it. The second insight that I gathered and that sort of was reminded to me in this assignment was that once you're there, You got to let go and really trust the process because not everything is going to go according to the plan. That's why we do the plan, right? (laughs) Because when things happen that fall outside of plan, we have something to fall back on. Once we're on the ground, we really need to let go and trust that process. Some places that you visit are not going to be as great as you researched or imagined. Some people you wanted to interview will not pan out. And all of that is okay. All of that is absolutely okay. We just got to trust that all the research and preparation that we did ahead of time is enough to get us the materials that we need. And it always is enough. It always is enough. And then the third insight that I wanted to share with you was that we have to trust ourselves and trust that we will do The best job that we can absolutely do. Now, at the beginning of this episode, I shared with you that I was a little worried before going out there that I will be rusty, right? Again, sitting at home for such a long time and not being out there in the field with my camera. And turns out that these worries were, of course, absolutely unfounded. Once I got on the ground, once I started shooting, it felt like a part of me that was dormant for a long time woke up. And it was such a great feeling to be back out there and to be in this element. And it was a reminder that the skills that we get, they don't really disappear. Yeah, sure, we can feel a little bit rusty, a little bit tired in the beginning, but the skills really don't disappear. And they return as soon as we get back into our element. And I also shared with you my tripod fiasco, right? I really didn't need to carry all that weight around, literally and metaphorically. So that's a reminder for next time, for me and hopefully for you as well, to trust yourself, to trust yourself. You already have everything you need to make this an amazing experience. And that's it friends, Um, I am back home now for a little bit and then another worldwide period begins. Work trips to Austria, Saudi Arabia, Jordan and more are on the horizon for me. Thank you so much for listening to our show today. And I really hope you enjoyed this experimental episode where I took you behind the scenes and shared my inner workings for this National Geographic Traveler assignment in California. And if you did enjoy it, please share your thoughts with me in a review or on social media or drop me a message. That would mean so much to me and it would help others discover our podcast as well. And if I see lots of great feedback on this episode, I will do more of these in the future from places like Austria or Saudi Arabia. And it's important for me to hear that this format is something that is resonating with you. So if it did today, please share your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast.